Hello and welcome to Open Room Talks, a podcast which draws on Open Room events experiencing connecting people to bring you quality discussions between industry experts, innovative suppliers, and high-powered end-users on pertinent issues in a variety of sectors. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 20 of Open Room Talks. Today, we're back in the world of veterinary medicine with a very special episode brought to you by Decra Vet Products in partnership with Vet Forum USA, taking place September 15th and 16th in Austin, Texas. Joining us on the show to discuss how the post-COVID future is likely to look for veterinary hospitals across America, we have Pam Mitchell and Christina Delgado. Pam, a native of New Orleans, has over 25 years' experience as a veterinarian. She provides continuing education on communication, leadership skills, and medical topics to vets and veterinary technicians. She joined DECRA in 2015 as professional services veterinarian and transitioned to strategic accounts in January 2019. Christina has worked in veterinary medicine for 21 years, 18 of which were spent in emergency medicine. She joined the Chastain Animal Clinic family in June of 2020 as the hospital manager. Christina is also the NVA Divisional Hospital Manager onboarding partner, utilizing her leadership experience to coach and develop hospital managers, technicians, and client service representatives at NVA hospitals in her region. Thank you both so much for coming on the show today. And with that, I'll pass the floor over to you, Pam, to kick off the discussion. Thank you. Our first question. How has curbside care improved efficiency in your practice? Curbside has definitely uh, posed some complications at first in, in most of the practices, but as we've gone through, um, we've definitely been able to utilize it to actually become more efficient. Um, this way, we are able to get all of our patients in the building and kind of do a, a tag team with our staff to do the vitals, do the exams, and um, administer the treatments faster with the clients not being in the building. Um, we're able to utilize our techs and assistants more um, as runners. So we're getting them in faster, we're getting them out faster. What does curbside look like for your hospital moving forward? Is that something you're going to continue to offer? We are definitely going to continue to offer that. Um, it's going to be up to the clients. We still ask our clients when they, um, when they come in um, to give us a call and a technician can either escort them to their exam room or they can remain curbside. It's definitely up to them. What have you done to improve communication amongst your hospital staff during the pandemic? This has been a, a big one for us. Luckily, we live in the age of technology, um, which is definitely very helpful. Uh, my, my staff personally, we have Slack, um, which is kind of a group communication. So we have different rooms in our Slack communication. So there's one for um, if somebody is ill or needs coverage. Um, there's one for open communication for anything that needs to be said. There's a general one. There is an announcements side. So anything that's um, pertinent that everybody needs to know can go directly out on that. Um, the staff themselves, they get a notification. So even if they're not in the building, you know, real time, they know exactly what's happening at all times. Um, 
We also utilize a group email. So anything that's important can go out to that. Um, I have a couple of people in my practice that aren't necessarily technologically savvy and don't necessarily like the Slack option. So the group email um, definitely keeps them as well updated on everything that's happening. Uh, We do a daily huddle in the mornings just to see what it looks like for everyone, um, the doctors, the techs, who, which tech is working with which doctor, which tech is doing the callbacks. Um, and, and that's great for just communicating um, for that day what's going to happen. Well, that sounds very thorough. Are you guys using anything in the hospital besides the huddles and just speaking with each other um, to aid, like, say, whiteboards, or do you have any um, flat screens or anything like that that you guys need to use to make sure that the flow continues? Currently, we do have a white, uh, we have a couple of whiteboards, actually. Um, We have one that is in our treatment area, and that is every patient that is going to be in the hospital that day, mostly surgeries or drop-offs, which doctor is assisting with that patient and everything that that patient needs as it's getting, as the treatments are getting done, that's marked off on that whiteboard. We have one for boarding animals. um, And if they need treatments, uh, baths, toenails, anything of that nature, um, also kind of a checkoff. And then we have a board that shows which technician is with which doctor. Um, It is color coded and which technician is doing callbacks that day and at what time everybody is getting to go to lunch and their hours for that day. Again, very thorough. And it sounds like that's super helpful. What are you guys doing to improve communication with your clients? Um, I presume y'all are using different techniques than perhaps before last year. Yes, um, uh, we actually use a program called Ally DVM. Um, it's fantastic. You know, again, with technology improving, um, our, our communications with clients can improve as well. Uh, we're able to text directly with our clients. They're able to text us. Um, you know, it, it, you know, my my dog has this thing on his on his side. Hey, take a picture. Text it to me. Let let me take a look at it. Maybe we don't need to see you. Maybe we do Um, in this program. And I know there's a lot of vet programs that are very similar. Um, I can send out mass communications to my to my clients. Um, I've been able to keep them updated throughout this pandemic on, you know, we're still doing curbside or we're allowing one client to come in um, with the patient, but you need to wear a mask. Or, you know, uh, we do ask that if you have several children in your vehicle that you stay curbside. We don't want to bring everybody in. Our exam rooms, like most places, aren't huge and you're in, you know, close quarters with people. So you want to try and minimize how many people um, you have in those exam rooms. Um we can personalize the reminders. Um, you know, I've updated with, you know, if you're a new client, we really ask that you be there 15 minutes early or fill out all the client paperwork, which we can send directly to the clients. Um, we're also able to upload digital education. So if there's a product that we're really saying, hey, we think that this is a great product and it, it's useful or, um, you know, recommended for your patient, we can send them the information and the education on that specific product. So, you know, digitally, we can communicate with our clients much better and it makes it a lot easier Um, with with this next generation coming up. Everybody is used to digital communication and it's much easier um, and and it's direct. It's instant. 
if if a client has a question, they can text it. And it's easier um, for our staff to text somebody back quickly instead of, you know, having a 20 minute conversation. Absolutely. So it sounds like, again, that you're using digital communication in many manners to communicate with your clients. Uh, Would you say that you think this has increased compliance and adherence with your veterinarian recommendations? Absolutely. Um, I think that the clients really enjoy it. It's easier. Um, They can get, you know, the information they need right there. It's it's basically written down for them um, immediately. And the the clients have seemed to really responded to it. Well, that sounds fantastic. Um, I know that curbside and digital communications are tools that, you know, have affected efficiencies, uh, perhaps increasing it. But I know that that took some some changes in your hospital to achieve that. Um, What do you think about cross-training your staff members and, and how has that affected productivity? I'm glad you asked that question. I'm very big on education. I'm very big on training and I'm very big on training everybody within our hospital to be able to do every aspect. Um, I, I, as a manager, am able to do every single job in my hospital. And I, I hope that my employees see that and kind of want to do that as well. And they've all been really great about learning how to do things. Um, I have credit card machines and uh, computers in every one of my exam rooms. Every single one of my technicians and my kennel assistants knows how to check a client out in an exam room. Um, they know how to make appointments. So if there's an over overabundance of phone calls, which I think we're all dealing with right now um, in veterinary medicine, the phones are just ringing off the hook. My my technicians know how to uh, make appointments for clients. Um, they can definitely answer questions for clients, um, which frees up my front desk uh client service staff to be able to actually help the clients that are coming into the building. Uh, My receptionists are also cross-trained in being able to uh, help hold the animals and restrain when needed. Um, So that's, that's a big help too, when you just need that one extra hand. That's fabulous. I'm sure that amongst your um, team members that took some adjusting too, but I suspect that um, they really enjoy uh, being able to help each other. I'm, breaking down barriers that may have existed between uh, different folks in the hospital because they were doing different things, you know, like technicians versus your client service representatives or your kennel staff. What's the feedback been from your veterinarians? I mean, do they see this um, as something they enjoy? They definitely like it because you can count on the fact that, okay, I can't find a technician, but I'm going to go and ask, you know, Alexis, I'm going to use her as an example, um, one of my front desk staff, hey, I really need you to come help me with this real quick. And she says, okay, and knows what she's doing. Um, and, and I think it brings together the, the entire clinic as a team because everybody knows what everybody else is doing, what they're going through, and how difficult their jobs really can be. And I think that that is part of the reason there's such a divide in veterinary medicine is the technicians are like, doesn't the front desk staff understand, you know, how busy we are? And the front desk staff is, why don't the technicians understand how difficult our position is? Well, in my in my clinic, and, you know, I, I've tried to show this with some of the other hospital managers that I'm training, if they all know what everybody's doing and they all know how difficult their positions are, they're going to work together better as a team. 
Absolutely. I think that breaking down those barriers and showing each other what we're doing has certainly um, improved. It's got to really impact your team very positively. So, you know, it sounds like you've got, you know, great ways to to check out your uh, clients, which I know is helpful because sometimes that can be a lengthy um, process. Um, I know many of us are using online pharmacies through our hospital portal. Um, How have you increased utilization of that this past year? hospital, the online pharmacy has just been fantastic. Um, We have had a growth of 25% on our hospital pharmacy over the last year, and our hospital pharmacy accounts for about 24% of our revenue. The way that they have them set up these days, you can do proactive uh, prescriptions, which is fantastic because you can have that in ready to go. You send a text or give a quick call to the client. Hey, you just need to call in and give them their, give them your information. And that that prescription's done. There's no talking to the pharmacy, calling things in, you know, waiting in line the online pharmacy can send it directly to their home. Um, it's easy to request refills. It's easy to um, request a prescription itself. If they're like, hey, I've decided that I want to get such and such now, as long as you know the blood work, what have you, is up to date, we hit a button that says approve and, and it's done. Um, this also keeps our inventory down in the hospital. It's less work on our hospital staff, um, less overhead for us. And we can kind of um, up compliance because it makes it so much easier instead of, oh, I need to come in and get my heartworm prevention this month. Hey, let's get it on the online pharmacy. Let's get this at an auto ship and you're going to save money on it as well. And it's going to come directly to your door. That just sounds remarkable from all perspectives. You know, the client, veterinarian, you as a manager, your front desk team, technicians, everybody. Um, I would say that, you know, perhaps have you guys been mapping the ROI um, from that? It sounds like it's impacting a lot of places monetarily in the hospital. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I'm down to carrying just two different types of parasiticides in my hospital. Everything else um, is is online. And those those clients who want a specific type, you know, are absolutely able to go onto that site. It's very easy for them to just click a button and there it is. Um, I also do price matching. So I am able to manage the prices on my online pharmacy, which is wonderful too, because I can keep those clients that are looking at Chewy or looking at 1-800-PET-MEDS and get them to switch over to our pharmacy. They know where it's coming from and we know where it's coming from. That sounds like a very, very useful and um, important tool for you guys. What about education? You mentioned that it's something that you're passionate about. Um, How are you utilizing your vendor partners in delivering education um, to your team members and veterinarians? I, yes, I, learning and development education, I think that we can just utilize this to our, to our advantage. I love having my vendors come in. Um, we do staff meetings once a month and I generally have a vendor booked for every month 
I allow my staff to decide. I'm like, hey, what do you want to learn about today? Um, and when they tell me, you know, we'll send out a survey monkey or what have you. And they say, well, today I want to learn about skin. Okay, well, I'm going to call my uh, DECRA rep because that's where we get all of our uh, our, our skin stuff from. Um and ask, hey, can you come in and they want to learn about, you know, let's say a certain type of skin issue. And they say, yes, they come in, they bring product, they bring education. And it's something as long as my my staff, when they tell me what they want to learn, I'm going to find something that's going to um, provide that education for them. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that that partnership is working um, so well for you. Um, back to digital communication. Are you having um, good success with your vendor partners providing you with things that you can send to your clients? Yes, um, I've started, you know, I've, I've actually started doing this a little bit more Um you know, obviously with the pandemic, I'm not handing out a bunch of brochures like we would have done in the past. Uh, digital has been great. And so many vendors as well have even just a, a little QR code on some of their stuff that'll take the, the client directly to their website or directly to the page that deals with, hey, we want to, you know, prescribe this medication. Here's some more information on it if you want to read up. Um, and, and most of the vendors, I feel, are definitely coming up with digital content that we can send out to our clients. Well, I'm glad that that's helping, too, because we all know that the more education, um, the better the patient care is going to be. Absolutely. And it's not coming from Dr. Google. <laughs> Correct. It's coming from coming from a trusted source. Correct. Are your um, team members and your veterinarians able to uh, take advantage of many of the um, online, you know, whether it's live streamed or on demand um, educational opportunities? Is that something that you see more of or uh, unchanged from previously? Oh, no, I think they're definitely taking advantage of that. And I think it's great because, you know, in-person learning is great because you can interact with your speaker. But I think with webinars and the, the online education, you can do it when you need to. Um, I personally have a one hour commute um, to and from work most days. That's a perfect time to learn about something. Um, you know, you've, you've got that time. You're not doing a whole lot else. You know, you can sit you can sit there and listen to an educational program. Um, you know, the doctor's. During the day, they're busy. They don't have a lot of time. Um, and, you know, maybe I they just want to sit down at their their uh, couch in the living room and do a webinar um, from one of these vendors. And that's that's easy for them. That's that's better for them. It, you can kind of do it on your own time. And I think that that is causing them to actually do it more often. Well, that's good because it is always hard to remain efficient um, and, of course, seek and get that education. Yeah, Ab absolutely. And I feel like with it being digital, there's less distraction because you you get into that mindset. OK, I'm going to sit down and do this webinar right now. I think that when you can do it on your own time and in your own terms, you're going to put more effort into it. Yes, you're doing it at a time that works better for you as an individual. So with, you know, online or virtual, for example, of course, we know there's a lot of the live um, virtual education that's often offered. 
Is that something that you guys have utilized in terms of like, say, staff education? Maybe somebody said, yes, we want to learn about DERM, but but your vendor partner and their veterinarian could not physically get to the hospital that day. Is that something that's working or, you know, has been well received or not as, not as much? Yeah, we've definitely done that um, a few times. The, the biggest challenge I think in some clinics for that is just having the ability um, to have a monitor or a screen big enough that everybody can kind of uh, see it. Um, we can also, you know, obviously hear it. It's just a little harder for some of the practices um, to have somewhere big enough or a screen big enough to actually see what's going on in that live session. Right. So it's fair to say that, you know, probably hospitals, um, because they vary on that technology or like you said, the, you know, screens, they may have individual laptop and other computer screens, but maybe don't have something like a large um, flat screen where everybody could view it well. So perhaps that'll be investments that are uh, worth making or not. You know, each hospital will have to decide on how much they would use that. And that's, you know, and, and it depends on how much of the the content that you share with your staff and how many of your vendors are willing to do those as well. Absolutely. There are many factors. Well, we've utilized lots of changes. We've also utilized things that have been tried and true methods um, to come up with how we're going uh, to continue delivering patient care and communication to our clients and patients. Um, and of course, among our um, team members. What are you hearing from your different team members? Like say, are your veterinarians embracing this uh, change or do you think the technicians are, um, you know, say more so than vets or, or what are kind of your impressions of the different feed member, a uh, team members feedback? Um, I think that the technicians and assistants are definitely embracing the change. Um, you know, it's kind of making their jobs a little easier, plus it's giving them more responsibility, which is, I feel, you know, and having come from that background, I want more responsibility. I want to be able to do more things. I want to be able to help out more. Um, veterinarians are known to be a little less open to change, as we all know. Um, but I think uh, that mine are, for the most part, embracing it. Um, they're definitely utilizing the technicians and assistants more to try and, and help um, with the flow of things through the hospital. I, I think that a lot of times people who are in clinics for very, very long periods of time are a little less open to change. And this pandemic has definitely thrown everybody for a loop um, as far as just changing how we live our daily lives. Um, but I think that it has helped, especially in my hospitals that, um, you know, that I'm working through, that it's definitely helped everybody kind of come together and work better as a team because you have to. Yes, that sounds good. And I will agree that as a veterinarian, I know that um, if you look at us as a group, we are not considered early adopters. That's for sure. Um, there's been so much talk of elevating our technicians and utilizing our technicians um, to deliver more patient care and, you know, to really do the things that they have been trained um, to do. Um, do you see this as perhaps um an opportunity and, and maybe silver lining of a lot of the changes we've had to go through because of the pandemic? 
Absolutely. Um, having come from an emergency background, um, I do feel that in emergency, the doctors utilize their technicians to their fullest extent. Moving to general practice now, um, I don't feel they are utilized as much. And that's one of the things that I've tried to help, um, you know, especially with with my hospital, definitely. And then, you know, working with other hospital managers and other hospitals, let your technician do their job. That's why they are here. They are trained. We make sure they are educated. We make sure that they have the abilities and the skills to do the job. And we just need to let them do that. Um, my hospital in particular, I think they they do utilize the technicians and assistants as much as possible, which is great because you can give a little bit better care. The doctor can maybe spend a little bit more time talking with um, the client as to what needs to, you know, what's going on and what's happening while that technician is doing the treatments that are necessary for the, for the patient. Um, or we can, you know, work with a couple of animals um, it, you know, kind of a tag team type of thing when we have to work in some sick animals and, you know, instead of having to send them to an emergency clinic, uh, I, your technicians, your assistants, I, they truly are the backbone and they need to be utilized as much as possible. And you're going to get happier technicians when they feel that they're making a difference and, and helping out as much as they can. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like there's lots of ways to increase efficiencies, and many of these became something that was uh, mandatory, if you will, because of uh, the pandemic. Um, Thank you for helping us with this informative discussion on developing these innovations and implementing change in response to the extraordinary challenges we've all experienced this past year. Well, thank you so much for having me on. this This was a lot of fun. There you have it, everybody. Uh, We very much hope that you enjoyed the episode. Uh, Many thanks to Pam and Christina for that awesome discussion. Thanks also to Decra Vet Products for their support of Vet Forum USA. If you're listening to this and you're interested in learning more about the event, please feel free to reach out to the Open Room team via email on hello at openroomevents.com. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll be back with you soon. Have yourselves a lovely day. Thank you for tuning in to Open Room Talks. We hope that you've enjoyed the episode. For inquiries, please feel free to get in touch via email on hello at openroomevents.com. For details on future episodes, please follow us on LinkedIn or visit openroomevents.com. Until next time.